Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brandy Points. Dan. I'm Nick. And this is the podcast where a guy with a film degree. And a guy who knows how to work a DVD player. Talk to you about movies. Our second review of the week is at least the first time that I can remember nearly crapping my pants in a movie theater. Brandy batter in his pants. <laughs> it's the night house. That review coming out now on this episode of Brandy Points. All right, everybody, welcome. There it is, the the crinkle instead of the pop this time. Happy Thursday. <laughs> it is time. Thirsty Thursday. Uh, shoot, I actually don't have a water. If you would want to grab me one. You want a water or possibly. Gatorade? Uh, ooh, Gatorade. What flavor? I, oh, Jesus Christ. Red, white, or blue? Blue. Yeah. Did you say blue like the character? Oh, hey, look, another home run of Big Mac Man. <laughs> Oh, they get burgers and you don't. Oh. Well, it was a road player. It was a road player. <laughs> Did you say blue? Yes. I said it very funny, though. I love doing stuff like this on mic. Anyway. <laughs> um, No, I don't want to sign. What into... is dead air? I don't want to sign to IMDb Pro. Why? Why? Go away. All right. Here we go. Nighthouse, guys. I hate that. IMDb, I get on your app like once or twice a week because of this show. And <laughs> I get I, on once or twice a day. <laughs> and I just want to say, I absolutely hate logging into your app and you're like, please review us five stars. Please log into your account. How about you just show me the from the movie? How about that? <laughs> How do you really feel about it? <laughs> I'm on I'm on IMDb literally like almost all day every day. Um. Anyway, night. Yeah, night house, not night coast. Um. Shout, out to, <laughs> shout out to that band, though. Yeah, shout out to Lewis. Um, oh, I will remind people here and in Brownie Bites, uh, there is a thing going on where you should go on Facebook and vote for his band to be the opener for a pretty cool act. So um, I will try to remember to plug that in Brownie Bites, which hopefully I did because you hear this after. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Nighthouse, the creative's Night behind. Court. <laughs> it's a red letter media thing that they talk about all the time. Because some guy, Mr. Plinkett, wants to watch his Night Court tapes. That's why he wants his VCR fixed. Oh, great. Jack Flaherty's injured, too. Fantastic. Oh, snap. That's not good. Anyway, uh, the creatives behind the Night House. David Bruckner is the director of this film. Uh, he was one of the directors on the anthology film VHS back before anthologies were a thing. Uh, he also directed Southbound and... The Ritual, The Ritual is on Netflix, and low-key bonus recommendation, you should see that because it's scary as hell, too. Um, <laughs> uh, this film is written by Ben Collins and Luke Perchowski. Uh Honestly, I looked at their IMDb's earlier. I didn't know a damn thing that they wrote before this. <laughs> um, and then the stars of this film are Rebecca Hall, Sarah Goldberg, uh, Vondi Curtis-Hall, and Evan uh, Yogenkite. I hope that's how you say that name, sir. Apologies if not. But uh, if it's not super obvious up to this point, listeners, uh, I can do my hot take pretty pretty quick. And Nick, you probably ought to grab the pen. Uh, the Nighthouse scared the living shit out of me. I love this movie so much. It's probably going to be on my best of the year list. I don't know if you heard my girlfriend, like, or if she said it while we were talking after we saw the movie. But she she said, yes. I was... I gri- you squeezed her hand because you were so scared. Yeah, dude, the Nighthouse... Dude, this movie scared me so bad this reminds like, me of that story you told me about with uh when you squeeze that other person's hand and that my movie. ex yeah <laughs> oh yeah i didn't know if you wanted that said but when you're yeah, no, like, when you can stop squeezing my hand now yeah that was during the 
Joe, that was during Whiplash. Yeah, that was the end of Whiplash. I almost broke my ex's hand. <laughs> yeah. I almost did the same thing with this, but my my girlfriend now is significantly stronger than me. <laughs> um but no, she can attest to how in you two can attest to how freaked out I was during this. This I don't even have to go beyond that. I remember I kept cracking jokes, but like me and you kept looking at each other like <laughs> There was a couple times where you looked at me with your hand out just like Nope, burn the house down. <laughs> yeah. I remember I remember one time something crazy happened in the movie and I just had my hand out. I was just making the face of uh and like you and your girlfriend were like, Nick sums it up. Yeah. Oh dude. I also Loki had a lot of fun because like there was some times where like you were cracking a joke and she was Oh my god, talk about has toasted breakfast burritos. Honey. I don't know if she's there. I'm, I'll text her. <laughs> okay so anyway there was times when um you were saying something in my left ear and she was saying something in my right ear and you're both like laughing at the same thing which was no what was funny was i remember a couple times when that happened and she was saying like stuff that was not like a joke like it was something serious and i then i lean over and i'm just cracking jokes no, it happened it happened a couple times where you both were cracking jokes, and I'm just saying they're just like, this movie's pretty scary. Why are you laughing? <laughs> but, like, um, I'll, I'll talk about the one scene in particular where eventually I started laughing, too, um, in the spoiler section. But, um, but no, like, I, that's really all I need for my hot take is this. I love this movie. I think uh, Derek David what was his name. I already just closed it. Um, I think David did an amazing job directing this movie. He he doesn't fall for any of the like normal like tricks of the trade or tropes or stupid things that every movie just like copies off of each other real quick to interject the guy pitching that's the last guy that's the signing we went to before i proposed to kelsey and he's the one that finally like won the argument for me about getting a tattoo symbolizing a wedding ring oh rather than actually wearing my wedding ring around there Oh, he also oh. got drilled in the head with a line drive that nearly killed him. And it's a miracle that guy's alive, let alone pitching in the big leagues. Yeah. But make this about me. That's that's the guy. Oh, OK. Yeah. Nice. Sorry, listeners. I know you don't care, but I felt like sharing that with Dan because he's my best friend and you're not. No, that was <laughs> no. Honestly, like I couldn't remember. I for some reason I had it in my head that like um it was Fowler because Fowler was uh... Fowler. No, Fowler was the reason we got on TV. That's why. That's why Fowler was in my head. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Nighthouse scared the crap out of me. I think David did a great job directing it. We'll get more into details with that in the spoiler section. Um. Rebecca Hall, just tremendously underrated actress. She's tremendous in this. Um. I know the Oscars are going to overlook her because it's a horror movie, but screw them. She's terrific in this. On our rating scale, um. Uh, a contender from one of the best films that we've seen this year, if not in the history of the show. Is a movie so good? You are a brownie pan <laughs> filled with brownies, covered in icing sprinkles, and all the fixes on top of it. Pretty good movie overall. Is a full pan of brownies. So so fifty fifty is a half pan of brownies. Pretty bad movie overall. Is a single brownie and a contender from one of the worst films we've seen this year. Is so bad you're not even a uh, <clears throat> you're not even a brownie. You are a cookie full of raisins because you deserve to get something terrible like that. Uh, sprinkles douse this movie in sprinkles i'm opening my gatorade because i will shut up and nick i want to hear your hot take on this i this is one of the best films of 2021 in my opinion dude that pizza on tv looks really good Uh oh he exploded i i want that crazy calzone pizza from little caesars anyway uh i give this movie sprinkles um 
I really like it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was, I remember, like, the best thing I can give, spoiler free, was when I told you, I was like, I had a realization in the movie. I was like, it builds up tension, and then you think a jump scare is going to hit, and then it doesn't. And I was like, good, it's not an annoying movie. And I was like, oh, crap, this is actually going to be scary. Dude, that's what I love so much about this. Like, I mean, there, bless you. I mean, beyond that, I think David does some other things, too, that make this movie, like, so, so damn good. But, um, but no, I mean, like, uh, I mean, what else? Like, because it sounded like you had more to say. <laughs> uh, I, I, I thought the scares were really good. I liked the utilization of the environment to show the ghostly images. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, I like that. I don't know how to word it. I don't know if, pos- The way that it breaks down the movie, I don't think is stupid or cheap. Where like the like what is causing what to happen, I don't think that's a cop out. I, I like the utilization of that. Um, I find the movie very trippy as well. Um, like when she discovers what's going on, I remember calling the big twist at the mystery location. And leaning over to you, and I was like, I bet there's this in there. And then, like, she looks, and it's there, and I was like, oh, my God, I didn't want to be right. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, I give this sprinkles. Dude, okay, yes. We we just can't beat around the bush anymore. There's so many, like, spoilers to talk about. And kudos to this trailer for keeping a lot of it secret. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> this trailer does not spoil anything in this movie. Thank God. No. Um. But, yeah. Other, other than a haunting is going on. Yeah, yeah dude. Okay, so... I guess uh, for anybody that wants to hear about this, like, we'll just we'll have to break this down. Like, I mean, not the I mean, you your summations are better than mine. So if you want to. Here's the thing. I I can't remember why he get to the spoiler zone so I can. Well, we are. No, we are. We're in the spoiler zone. I can't remember why he gets possessed. He got possessed because the depression that she didn't realize was this demon was inside her. And when she had her near death experience I remember this and she technically died, it left her and went inside of him. And that's why he was trying to do the build a second house, sacrifice ladies, like that sacrifice doll. Yeah, he was was giving scapegoats to save her. He was he was trying to keep it at bay in himself while also making sure it doesn't find its way back to her until like it almost convinces her to kill herself. It actually just made him kill himself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> to spoil the movie, literally, how far into this? Like we got <laughs> twelve minutes. <laughs> no, it really was. I was like, I was like, I can't remember why he got possessed, but I remember not. I remember not thinking, or I remember thinking, this is not a problem for me. Yeah. She. She tells. She tells her friend after that super awkward drunk dinner. <laughs> yeah. After that super awkward drunk dinner about when she almost died. And then when she sees the actual demon um, in that fireplace, like in her mind, like, you know what I'm talking about? Like when she sees the demon there, that's when it's like confirmed. And he's just like, I was always with you all along. Like in that soft voice he had, like, yeah, yeah, that's when it came that's when it was full circle to me, just like, oh, this is an allegory for depression. Wow, movie, you're deep and scary. Like, yeah. 
this is almost too real right now. <laughs> this is this is what this is what uh, Reminiscence was trying to say about not moving on. Oh, dude, this was like it made it gave me a lot of not because of the way it's shot, but like it gave me a lot of it follows vibes. Because it... I haven't, I will say this, I haven't seen that movie. From what you've told me about that movie, I understand that comparison. Yeah, because it follows is not about like a demon like it's a it's a metaphor for uh just taking care of yourself grabbing it before you tapping it yeah, like it's, an <laughs> it's a stud we get it <laughs> it puts the std in stud but yeah like i mean did you get that vibe from this movie too that like not that that's about stds but like did you get that vibe too that this movie was actually about like dealing with crippling depression <laughs> yes because she has a hard time accepting and moving on from what happened with him while simultaneously admitting that, like, she struggled with mental issues. Even before that. Before that. And so, yeah, it, it, 100%, yes. Dude, I, I'm i trying to keep this ship guided to, like, where we want to, like, how we were doing it with Reminiscence. But, like, since, we, since we're just geeking out over the end, something that uh, David did um, that you alluded to in your hot take that I just have to compliment this movie on. This movie never provides the, the the predictable kind of payoff to the relentless amount of suspense that's built up. There's so many times in this movie where in, in any other director's hands, there would have been a loud crash or a huge uh, music drop or music cue or... Insidious director a, James Wan. A big, ooh, ooh, mm, don't diss James Wan. He's a great director. Okay. <laughs> People that are... Trying to pretend they're James Wan. Yes. <laughs> Like, the unexpectedness I'm talking about is, like, what um, that guy that pretended he was James Wan did in The Conjuring, where the one good scare in that movie was the girls that ran past Vera Farmiga when she was, like, in her mind in the woods. They do that exact same thing in this movie, and it was still scary as hell because we're so transfixed on the water. Well, what's, what's funny is seeing it in this movie i'm like oh now i get what dan liked about it in that other movie yeah that one thing is like it it focuses your suspense into something's gonna like she's gonna fall into the cliff herself or something's gonna like grab her from behind but no nothing nefarious happens just some kids run by her and just the fact that like you didn't expect kids to run into her it wasn't some guy like trying to stab her just like oh oh those kids scared the crap out of me like that yeah but then there's also throughout the movie where like the music slowly fades out, I think and at she's that just point, staring too, I actually at something. Thought something was gonna reach up and grab her ankle and try and yank her in the water, and I was like, I thought it did that in the trailer, and now I'm like, oh yeah, it was in the Conjuring. But none of the scares do anything like that, and that's what makes it so terrifying. <laughs> David just makes you sit in that anxiety. The, the music the, fades away, and you just sit there, and then very well, calmly something next happens. It doesn't jump at you. There's a moment where like the the demon or possessive spirit or whatever like turns on the music mm. and i was just watching to see if you dumped that in your crotch like last week um i will not do that with blue gatorade <laughs> but i cannot do that to your couch when uh she like when she's asleep and it keeps turning on the music i remember at one point just leaning over to me like oh no <laughs> i think that was the first time <laughs> yeah. um but when she I, like I really want to compliment. I like the use of the environment in the household, and like the house is very much a character in this movie. Like using shadows to trick her, like 
you line up like it looks like there's a shadow lining up with this one thing and then it looks like it turns it looks like a human head and then it turns and stares at her and then like she moves and it's just like oh it's just like the cutout shape of this one thing next to this one wall made it look like this and I would love to know how much CGI was actually used for that like I mean obviously when it like turned it was like but like how far up to that point it doesn't it doesn't go (gasps) when it does it it's just yeah just a subtle head turn yeah Little things There's like that. There's not even like a piano, like, bring? Yes. Sting. The absence of all that is what I'm keep complimenting. The <laughs> like in Jack and Jill, yeah. it doesn't have a lot of sound. <laughs> but, but like what you were saying, though, I want to know how much of it was an actual, like, practical optical illusion up to the point when the head, like, turned in the shadow. Like, yeah. Because that's some really intricate set design that this house required for the movie. Like, really, yeah. if you think about it. It's just I, building um, a house, but, like, to, to make sure you can capture all these little tricks... Or, and, well, this one's editing, but, like, when we first go from the, the opposite house back to her place, how many times we thought we were looking at this, and then the camera turned, and, like, she's walking the opposite way. Remember that Remember that moment when that happened, like, four times in a row? Yeah. Well, what about also something something about the, the, uh, the mirror image house? They play it up in the trailer like it's going to be this... I mean, it, it, it's a big part of the movie, but they play it up like... It's gonna that take this is going to be trippy as hell. It's going to take up a majority of the movie. And that house really is only in that movie the one time she goes there. Yeah, the house really is only a part of the movie in like that regard and then, and then for like 10 minutes. And then it's just like that shack that she finds in the woods. Yeah. And like the rest of the movie really... It's, it's really all kind of this... Uh, it's this really interesting character study for the most part like a psychological thriller really and what it demands from rebecca hall um i said it last week when we were teasing this but like i've i've loved rebecca hall since the town in 2010 it's my favorite ben affleck movie and she's the 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 love interest in it i've loved her ever since then and we actually saw her earlier this year in congress is godzilla um you remember she was the the person looking over the the deaf girl or the the mute i forgot she was deaf or mute yes yeah so we've seen her in another film this year i can't remember if we've seen her in anything else here on the show offhand but um are you looking her up or no i was actually looking up something about a video game okay (laughs) um but no i what she's asked to do in this movie requires um it's it, it requires such physicality in the performance and like what i mean by that is is like she's got to be so conscious about every muscle in her face conveying a certain type of emotion and i said something to you um she has crazy eyes yeah she, she pulls off crazy because that's the other thing too is could she possibly like that it walks that line of could she just be going insane from having to deal with this and constant, like someone points out they're like, I don't think I could ever go back to that house. And I was like, yeah, I'd want to move out immediately. Yeah. Like, like let alone what David is doing, like from the director's chair, like this movie is made her, excuse me, made her broken from her performance. Cause she's in every second of this movie. Like there's not a scene without her in it. And the fact that like, she not one man showed this, but like, the fact that she has to do so much of this and there really, if you think about it, isn't that much dialogue for her to have. Like she'll, she has her monologues here and there, but like a lot of this movie is her just silent looking around at a ghost. Like, yeah. 
it's a, it's a it's, it's amazing did what you, what did you, you get, did. Did you get Invisible Man vibes from this at times? Uh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I did too. Uh, better than Invisible. I mean, I liked Invisible Man, but it, like... it, 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 it's, <laughs> yeah, but it's better than Invisible Man. But I'm just saying, yeah. like, it's almost it. Like, there are times where it made me think. I was like, I think she's acting with someone in a green screen suit that they digitally remove. It wouldn't surprise me, really. Like, it really wouldn't because like... it's just it's so hard to act with nothing. There's there was some stuff I actually saw some behind the scenes stuff on Invisible Man. She did a lot more Elizabeth Moss in that movie did a lot more by herself than like you would expect. Like she did do a lot of that by herself. Yeah, uh, just I'm not I'm not saying she's incapable. Of, like there's just some stuff where it's like I feel like in this move like that movie and especially in this movie it's like they've got to be doing something because she's working too well with nothing. Or she's just that amazing. No. <laughs> the uh, but no I actually. Um, I'm just so scatterbrained with this because because we both clearly love this movie. But I want to talk now about um, the moment in the movie that you and my girlfriend were both dying laughing, and I was actually terrified. Like the sh- the the the. By the way, let's put this out there. We didn't even really discuss it. Uh, oh, we forgot our theater story. Oh 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 crap! What happened? We got um, something for free. Oh yeah, so, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, me, Dan, and Dan's girlfriend uh, went to go see this movie in theaters Thursday night, and we go to like an eight forty five showing. Yeah. Like, we could not believe how late this showing was. I told my girlfriend we're going to the eight o'clock show, and she's like, "Great!" And then I'm like, "Oh." Yeah, I said eight o'clock. It's more like nine o'clock. <laughs> yeah. So we we get there, and the guy taking our tickets uh, basically clues us into, hey, what I experienced that Stillwater would happen again, where he's like, hey, they're gonna close down everything at nine. Yeah. Um. So if you want snacks and stuff, get it now. So Dan and his girlfriend get a pizza and a soda, and I was just like, all right, I'll wait with you guys. And we're standing there waiting for the pizza, and this one kid comes over, and he goes popcorn and we're like no we're waiting on their pizza and he goes do you want popcorn i made way too much of it and i was like is it free and he goes yes And i was like i will take a bag yes so we got free popcorn because that theater employee totally screwed up and made way too much i also if this gets you in trouble i didn't name you or your place of employment so listen that that guy yeah (laughs) no that i was so happy that like our our theater seem to be invested in the movie yeah that was another good thing is our theater was not like a bunch of stupid yakety talkity teenage people like it was yeah. like people that were there to see the movie which i figured it would be at eight forty-five on, on a, a wor- thursday on a work night yeah <laughs> like um, hey man i might be going into the office tired tomorrow but you know what i've got to see this movie on thursday yeah the um but no the but yeah that's our theater by the way that's our theater story is free popcorn it was oh it was great um, but, uh, what was it? The, the, the scene. So I'm, I'm getting used to the sensation of like Nick, Nick telling me some funny stuff periodically <laughs> throughout the movie. Dan, Dan's getting used to me making fun of stuff on screen. And then him and his girlfriend having a slightly more serious She's, conversation. She is making fun of the movie, but like, not as like, not to the extent I am. I'm no. a master at that. No. So we get to the part of the movie where she, thinks that her her she thinks that her dead husband has found her in the bathroom i but i'm dead serious when you see his fingerprints on her forearm i grab i grab my girlfriend's hand and i'm like oh no what is about to happen i think something awful is about to happen 
But then they more or less like. Can I can I tell you what I thought was about to happen? What? I thought, and I'm being a hundred percent serious here. I thought like a sexual assault ending in murder was about to happen. Yeah. A hundred percent. I thought. I realistically thought that I was like. Uh, movie. This is a very dark <laughs> turn for you. This is a very surprising. T- like, yeah, I didn't. I don't know if I went that far. I just had the feeling something bad was happening, and like you see her, his fingerprints like going all over her, and like they're just going to Olive Garden or about to. And you're dying. La- you're at some point. You're dying laughing. I'm dying laughing. <laughs> I, here, let me put it this way. I'm dying laughing because, like we've noted many times before, it's my coping mechanism. For when I'm uncomfortable in movies, yeah, it's it's like the it's like the 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 the, the chicken in Killer Joe. It's like that. Yeah. So you're li- you're you're laughing just like, oh my god, she's about to die. Yeah. <laughs> and then my girl and my girlfriend's laughing because she's just like, she told me after she's just like, I thought we were have, gonna have a hardcore ghost scene, like. <laughs> Jesus. And so I'm the one that's like quiet, and I'm just and I'm sitting there. And I'm scared out of my mind because I don't know what to expect. Because at this point in the movie, we're well over an hour in. We are, we are like, very much at where we're like, yeah, this is going to wrap up. Like, so <laughs> I did start laughing, though, when she when he turned her over and had her face facing the mirror. That's when I finally cracked. And I was just like, OK, now we're going to Olive Garden. <laughs> well, something. Well, what was really freaky in that scene is when she says something and he goes, "I'm not your boyfriend." That's immediately when I stopped laughing too. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, "Oh god." Because no, I went through I went through fear to then her butt's facing the camera and then I start laughing cuz I'm secretly 12. And then <laughs> and then when he said, "I'm not David" or whatever his name is, immediately stopped laughing again. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I but I just I just want to point out there again. I was laughing because that is my coping mechanism for yeah. when I'm freaked out and uncomfortable in movies is to awkwardly laugh. And I was like, ah, 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 oh my God. And my coping mechanism is to squeeze whatever is near me as hard as possible. <laughs> Remind me to never put like a hamster in your hand. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't have squeezed. I made pudding. I wouldn't have. I wasn't squeezing anything uh, during 47 meters down because that one I legit, I, I am a man enough to say this. I legit was doing like the half visor like, just wear a hat all the time. <laughs> I was definitely doing the visor, especially like when the the statue fell and all the dust came up. And you were oh, you're talking about 47 meters down. I was like, when did a statue fall in this? Yeah, movie? remember that one was like underwater, and yeah. like when the statue fell and the dust came up. That was I man enough to admit, nope, not watching this part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, no, I just I just wanted you to realize like you and her were both laughing like audibly like in my ears while i'm terrified in that part of the movie <laughs> well just so you know i was terrified too i'm glad i like that when was when was the last time that like we had a horror movie that you felt even like remotely close to this like this level of like actual fear that a horror movie should be giving you <laughs> i can't remember oh so you have the do you have the pdf up <laughs> yeah i just i don't feel like looking through it that it's i will say it's been a very long time yeah this maybe this the movie... maybe the maybe the shining Maybe The Shining, uh, or Doctor Sleep, because we oh, did yeah, technically yeah. watch Doctor Sleep afterward. But like Doctor Doctor Sleep was pretty scary. Yeah, just just the, what I what I really want to compliment this movie for is at a time where current horror movies are just how can we 
build up tension and then get a cheap release via a jump scare? And how can we try and franchise, like make a franchise or series out of this? This felt very much self-contained and almost independently made. It was released through Fox Searchlight, yeah, which is like Fox's independent brand. So, I mean, it it kind of is, but you could also argue it kind of isn't. But, like, it's, yeah. It's one of those ones where it's like, it's independent except for Fox released it. So, how independent can it be? Well, it was independently made, but it caught the attention of a major studio. Kind of like Nomadland, because Nomadland was from Fox Searchlight, too. Gotcha. Okay. But it's, but no, like... I wasn't surprised Rebecca Hall was an executive producer because surely she had the pull for like some of the budget of this movie. Like I, it was, um, what did you think of like before we realized like how the supernatural stuff, like, or not the supernatural stuff, like the ritualistic stuff played into it. Like, cause I was really worried that like, this was going to turn into like some sort of like, at some point, like, a witch doctor is going to, like, come up and, like, it's a oogie-boogie steam, like, you, demon. You were like, worried it was going to be Conjuring 3 and they put a totem I was kind, underneath I was, the house. When and... the totem, like, part of me was a little worried about that because, like, I I mean, I knew I liked the ritual, but, like, I did, I was a little worried because this is a bigger movie and, like, I didn't know how much control David had of this movie. But clearly, like, he knew what he was working with with the script and, like, I'm, I was pleasantly surprised that, like, Literally no punches were pulled with this movie. Like, this was dark. It was nasty. There weren't any, like, hardcore tropes into it. It ended, if you think about it, on a really dour note because that demon actually wasn't defeated, <laughs> if you think about it. Yeah, he just was stuck in the boat. Because, like, that, we even talked about it, too. Like, as she goes, no, it's just something of blah. And it, like, looks, there's the there's a shadow that turns its head like it did in the movies just sitting in the boat. Yeah. Um what was your question again no i was because it was kind of long-winded well yeah no i just i kind of took a i kind of took i kind of hijacked my own question like was there any point of the movie that like you were getting worried about like oh no this is when the floor is gonna fall out (laughs) even though it ended up not no because it didn't do it, it did things to reassure me on smaller things like this is gonna sound dumb the fact it wasn't doing jump scares it suddenly started getting a lot of credibility and validity to me yeah because i was like okay if it's doing this with the small things what's it going to do with the big things if it's handling the small things disrespectfully it's going to be even more respectful with the big things so it was winning me over in that aspect and by winning me over i wasn't worried about it in other aspects what was what was your favorite scare in this movie then uh jeez. Because I think mine, if it wasn't the bathroom, if it wasn't the bathroom, I would say it was literally like that next to the phone call. The phone call. Uh, remind me the phone. The call. phone call. When it turns on the mute, when it turns on the mute, or like knocks or turns on the music, and then it calls her and says, "Come downstairs." Oh, the text message. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Because it texts her and then she and calls. then she calls it. Yeah. Ah. Uh, Dude, I could hear, I could audibly hear you like it. That was, yeah, that was a big Dude, moment for you. Stew in my pants. <laughs> Mine. If it wasn't the bathroom for me, it was, um, it was when she was on the boat with the demon and her best friend is swimming out. But then it cuts back to like jet black sky, beaming red light on them, and the music is like so faint. It like it. I think it actually did fade away when it just did two close ups between him and her. 
and it just sat there in the awkward silence and he's just going do it and they cut back to her and then it's it sits on there for so damn long until finally you hear and then she like puts the gun down and then we cut to normal daylight and her friend jumps onto the boat right up to that point when her friend said don't like squeezing the crap out of my girlfriend's hand just like because I really, in that moment, didn't know, like, oh, my God, are we actually going to see, like, the demon win? I, I wasn't like you where I got super intense. I was like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? But I remember just, I, I was like, you know what? Because I we've established, especially recently, I've kind of been able to spoil where movies go in my own head by figuring stuff out. I was sitting there, I was like, you know what? I don't know if she's going to kill herself or not. <laughs> Bravo, movie, because I don't know what you're going to do. Oh, I could, if every horror movie could figure out a way to And sit. not only do I not know what you're going to do. It's the most crucial moment. I want every director to look at this and it follows in other horror movies like this that actually like allow you to respect their audience and try and scare them rather than startle them. Allows the movie to sit in the fear and not just force a jump scare in. You can sit in the anticipation and that is just as scary as a jump scare, if not more scary. I feel like we should actually recategorize horror movies to legitimate horror movies and then uh, just startle movies. Another thing, too, I want to put this out there. I don't actually consider this much of a horror movie as much as I do a uh, psychological uh, thriller that has supernatural elements to it. That's fair to categorize it like that. I would. I, I would ca- sneeze. You need to talk. I would call it a psychological horror, personally, because it definitely is. Um, <sighs> bless you. It Sorry, definitely is a psychological recently. It definitely is a psychological thriller in a lot of regards, but I think because it's the sheer fact that it is downright terrifying, I would replace the word thriller with horror, just personally, but... I... Mm, teach their own. I, yeah. I, I would just call it a psychological thriller with supernatural elements. Yeah, no, and that's a, that's honestly, like, this. I, yeah, it does, it's semantics at that point. It gets, I would say the horror gets really introduced at the end when it's like actual legitimate That's like the twist. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen a few horror movies like that where like, yeah, it doesn't hit the fan until like the last 15 minutes. Like, and that's when it really like, it's all suspense for the first hour and 20 minutes up to that point. Well, the other thing too, like when it gets to the part where like it's showing him committing the murders. Yeah. When we finally start getting pieces, when we finally like whatever you want to categorize like as she's finally seeing like what exactly he was doing like smashing that girl's head on the window or (laughs) or like folding well what about when her friend shows up and sees that her head actually did smash into that mirror yeah i was like dude can you imagine can you imagine like if her friend showed up and just saw her getting like drug around the house while screaming (sighs) by nothing jesus christ (laughs) i'm getting uncomfortable just thinking about it jesus um I'm trying to think, like, um, I don't know, like, I feel bad because, like, all we're doing is just, like, giving this movie, like, a good job, like, stroke job. <laughs> like, I don't know a less crude way to well, say that. I can't that. think of anything to criticize. There really isn't, though. That's the thing. Like, I hope people just hear this and realize, like, they need to go out in a theater and watch this movie. Like, or yeah. go ahead and pay the $20 rental when it's a $20 rental. Um uh, I don't know. Like, really, I can look through the church. Uh, we haven't talked about the neighbor. Oh, Vonty Curtis Hall. Yeah, yeah. he's. What? Well, what do you want? What do you want to talk about with him? With the neighbor, <laughs> I I just liked when he talks about. He's like, I saw him walking out here with a woman, 
and like he kills himself in the movie the husband does or the fiance whatever this guy was kills himself and he's like i saw him walking around in the woods and he was with a woman and he said he had made a mistake it was the only time and like throughout this move the point in this movie you think he was cheating on her and that's what he was hiding and for some reason he killed himself out of guilt and he's haunting her or whatever yeah and then it's just like uh no he caught a pre-murder victim yeah that guy that guy was really good like because like he he lends you to twist that twist of like oh maybe he was just cheating on her and then like Five minutes later, she's like back out at that shack she found, yeah. and she accidentally breaks through the floor and finds dead bodies in gigantic Ziploc bags. Yeah, and <laughs> I love I love that she goes home and she calls. And they're her all friend. Oh, they're all in that totem pose too, like not 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 creepy at all. <laughs> I love that she goes home and she calls her friend and babbles incoherently like a mad person, and then she's like, "I gotta take a shower," and it's like, "You should probably call the cops." <laughs> You probably shouldn't shower because they're going to be like, why is your hair all wet? And she'd be like, well, I called my friend and then I took a shower and then I called you about the dead bodies. And they'd be like, that's very suspicious behavior. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you. If you're committing murders, yeah, that's probably a bad idea. <laughs> I was laughing just a minute ago because I pulled up the I, I looked up the trivia tab and literally this is a brand new movie. Be the first to add trivia to this. Oh no! <laughs> There's no nothing. <laughs> the only thing that's actually interesting was that they shot this well just in Syracuse. It doesn't have it any more specific than that. But yep, shot in Syracuse, and this is not going to make its money back because over the weekend it literally made just shy of three million dollars. So yeah, not a not a big box office hit per se. Something else I want to talk to. Uh or talk about this movie too yeah. is I actually do want to commend its runtime. I like that. It's short hour. It was hour 40. Yeah. Hour 45. Nothing feels overly drawn out. It feels like it gets its points out at the moments. It needs to get them out. It doesn't feel overly drawn out, overly long. Nothing feels like there's unnecessary story elements. It feels like it is as long and has all the content it should have. It was, it did. It, it didn't, it didn't confuse like, it had a lot it, that it was it had a lot that it was hiding but the way it revealed everything it answered every single question and it didn't feel overly convoluted to get to just that point like it did a really good job at like revealing the right pieces at the right time as to like what the hell was going on well another thing too in 2019 before the pandemic it was always talking about how long is this movie going to be like it started with avengers i get it this is a horror movie it's a different genre but like it seemed like for a while it was just ramping up like how long is this really awesome movie going to be and blah blah and then like this movie's just like yeah we're here for a good time not a long time yeah let's get this i was gonna say that's more of the that's more of a major blockbuster yeah that's more of a blockbuster uh question let's say like i actually it's funny you said that i just saw a um a clickbait article that said we finally know how long dune is gonna be and it's six years no dune is like 230 or 235 somewhere around there not as long as i thought it was gonna be yeah i thought it was gonna be closer to like three and a half hours based on what i've heard about the story oh i well that's why dune is gonna be two parts <laughs> oh okay also, speaking of uh, speaking of the worst kept secrets in Hollywood right now that aren't Spider Man, um, <laughs> Dune, they have ne- no one has ever officially said Dune is going to be two parts, but Denis Villeneuve has more or less offhandedly said 
multiple, multiple, multiple times. Yes, Dune is going to be two parts. Yeah. But yeah. Also, I heard he's not giving out screeners. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm... that's his passive aggressive way of just saying, oh, well, you can watch it on HBO Max. <laughs> Uh, I thought he was like fighting for this thing to be theaters only. Oh yeah, he was. Oh no, he's he's losing if not lost. But Dune is going to be on HBO Max. That's that's a lost cause. He's not going to win that fight. He doesn't own the movie, so okay. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't really have much more to talk about, mainly because, like I said, it's a compact, quick movie, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and this can this honestly could be a compact, quick review, like. Stop listening to us and go see The Night House. This movie's amazing. Yeah, it's... since no one did. Yeah, dude. Listeners, this movie's just so damn good. Just just, listen, just hit pause, get off the freeway, and go to the closest movie theater if you're going to work. Um, <laughs> we need to answer the Nick Cage question, though, before yeah. we head out, though. So Who are you guys Nick Cage to be in this movie and why? I want to be. Honestly, I don't know how many other choices that we have other than the neighbor or the spirit and if that's the i want it to be here's the thing the spirit embod like physically is the boyfriend i want nick cage to be the voice of the spirit <laughs> nick would have a he it would be auto-tuned a little bit but he would have a good voice for that my pick would be the neighbor like i think nick cage especially how old he is now i think he'd be really good as the like kind of uh salt and peppered neighbor i think yeah all right let's go to outro All right, everybody. Captain Thank- Crunch. <laughs> See you, gay. Thank you for listening to our thoughts on the Night House. We really appreciate it. Thank you, I'm Arthur Fugue, for the bumper music as well. Uh, next week, guys, we may have just set the schedule just an hour ago, maybe. Um, Seriously, dude, you can't remember? Huh? You can't remember the movies? No, I was just making the joke that like we literally set it an hour ago because we had to debate what the second movie was going to be. Oh, yeah. Um, But no, our first movie... My pick, uh, we were going to go to the theaters just once this week, and we we're going to say his name five times. We're going to bring him back because liter- <laughs> literally last summer, like about a year ago, we did the 1990 Candyman. Mm-hmm. And now we can finally watch the well 2021 now remake of Candyman. It's from Jordan Peele. Nina DaCosta directed it. I'm super excited. I've been waiting literally a year to see this damn movie. Thanks, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's where we're going to go to theaters to see next week. Uh, that review will come out on Tuesday. It's the remake of Candyman. And Nick, our second movie, uh, we're going to be watching at home and we're going to be doing a rental. A very, very rare rental for us. Uh, what is that second movie going to be? It is actually a rental of a new release. And if you're wondering, the last time we had that where we rented a new release, it was Nick Cage's movie, Willie's Wonderland. That's right. I was going to say Fat Man, but yeah, you're right. We did that for Willie's too. Yeah. And fun fact, it's another Nick Cage movie. We're doing it for Pig. Yes. We're going to see, where's my Pig? <laughs> we... Where's my Pig? Where is it? <laughs> Give me my Pig. That's me pretending to be Jerry Seinfeld. Where's Where's my Pig? My voice is messed up. I can't do my Seinfeld very well. <laughs> Kramer, what are you doing? Where's my Pig? <laughs> I don't want to be a pig. George, <laughs> George, what are you doing? My Seinfeld is just naming characters from the show and then saying, what are you doing? 
Has that left Hulu yet, by the way? No, man. What are you doing? Yep. Okay. Me and Kelsey tried watching it the other night. It wasn't on there. We're like, what? That's because... It's going to Netflix. That's no date yet, but sometime before the end of 2021, it'll be on Netflix. I heard September. Probably a fair guess. But yeah, they wanted to... to in the transition to Netflix, Netflix wanted it just off for a little bit. So I, that's why. Then you bring up Seinfeld made me think of that. Um, but yeah, no. We missed Pig when we were in the or when it was in theaters. <laughs> Miss Pig. <laughs> hey, Kermy. <laughs> no, stop it. <laughs> we missed this while we while it was in theaters, and uh, you know what? It's worth it. We're gonna rent it. We're gonna watch it together. I'm so excited for this. Um, but yeah, Pig will be our review next Thursday. Um, it's only a seven dollar rental. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's a seven dollar rental. Really cheap. And then, like we said, uh, Candyman is in theaters. Nick, remind everybody where they can reach out to us in the meantime. Facebook, Brownie Points Guide to Cinema. Instagram, Brownie underscore points underscore guide. And Twitter, at Brownie underscore cinema. As well as Brownie Points Guide to Cinema. Gmail.com. Send us uh, Brownie Bites. It is where the topics discuss content to do movie trailers review or uh, movies review, whether in theaters or streaming, new releases or timer scenes. The profile picture, the bowl of popcorn with a brownie in it is the prof- is or the show logo, the pulp. The show logo, the bowl of popcorn with the brownie, is the profile picture for everything. We're on Letterboxd. Dan is capital D brownie 49, and I'm somewhere on there. Uh, make sure that you're leaving us recommendations and reviews on whatever platforms or social media you find us on. Uh, if we get them on Apple Podcasts, I'll read them on air. Uh, but that is the best way to help us grow because we don't have presenting sponsors. We don't talk about shaving balls. We don't talk about getting meat in the mail. We don't talk about mattresses in the mail. We don't talk a lot about stuff in the mail. Um, <laughs> I could tell you about the electric bill I just got. <laughs> Did you get it in the mail? Huh? Did you get it in the mail? Uh, no. No, no, not my electric <laughs> bill. My, uh, my internet bill. I told it to be paperless, but my internet bill still came in the mail. I don't know why. Um, anyway. <clears throat> yeah, send us those. We'll read them on air. Uh, shout it while you're making love when you're telling people about us. and All that stuff. Back to you, Dan. Yes, listeners, we will continue to be here in your ears on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Anchor.com, and all other major podcasting platforms here and around the globe international listeners we know you're out there uh thank you so much for listening as well so far this year was going better than 2020 but in recent events that seem to be trending towards uh hopefully not lockdown part two but with just the state of the world or the state of the united states i should say specifically take that back (laughs) the united states specifically i'll i'll leave it with i'll leave you all with this just do your part. Don't be selfish. Think about other people. A majority of all the solutions, or a majority of all the problems in the world in general, not just COVID, can be solved just by not being selfish. So think about that. Think about how you can get your shot. Go ahead and do it. We implore you to do it. We are pro-vaccine here on the show and hope you finally change your mind to get your shot if you haven't at this point already. So with that, We have two reviews next week, Candyman on Tuesday and then Pig on Thursday. We'll catch you then. I was right. I'm going to have a beer with Brownie Bites. I I want that crazy calzone pizza from Little Caesars. Anyway, uh, I give this movie sprinkles.